0: They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this, and I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. I've said it a bunch of times, building a business has literally been the toughest thing that I've had to learn how to do, man. Uh, I still think building a business is the greatest tool on the planet to discover who you are and find out what you made of. As I've built a business early on, man, I made a lot of dumb mistakes, and In this episode, I'm just gonna highlight some of the biggest mistakes I made and talk you through what they cost me as I was building out my company. So the first thing that I did is I made myself an island. Here's the thing. We know business is hard. We know that there is the ups, the downs, the good, the bad. And for me, my biggest struggle uh, I had was because business got so bad, I didn't want anybody to know. So I didn't reach out for help. I didn't tell people that I was struggling. I just tried to muscle and power through it. And I think that cost me probably the greatest uh, of all time because there are people who are doing or have done whatever you're trying to accomplish. In my case, it was building a business. And I refused to reach out. And there was a lot of thoughts that ran through my head. One, the number one thing that I always thought was I'd never be able to afford their advice because I thought that you always had to pay for the advice you need. Two, I thought that they would think less of me if I did actually reach out because by God, I'm supposed to know everything or something. I don't know what went through my damn head. And the the third thing was, I honestly did not know who to reach out to, to ask for uh, this advice. So I just muscled through it and figured it out. I'm telling you, as you're building your business, do not build your business alone. There are so many people that will collaborate, get around you, be around you, and they want to see you succeed because the more you succeed, it inspires them to go bigger as well. Find a peer group of people that are investing in themselves, trying to build a business. I've had some great people running alongside me in this entire journey, and I'm still inspired by what they do. Here's the thing. To get around successful people, you need to respect what they have done. And, and what I've found is the more that I've cheered somebody's success on versus looked at their success as... Uh, why does it always happen to them and not me type mentality, I find myself in so many more cooler rooms, so many cooler conversations, and so many more opportunities to collaborate. I freaking love it. The second thing that I really screwed up early on in the business is I didn't get a bookkeeper. So my finances look like a hot mess. Literally, my finances For my company matched my personal finances which just meant i spent money as fast as i made it and in doing so uh the finances were all over the place i had you know money coming in money coming out and i couldn't tell you for sure where i was spending money but i could damn sure know that i was spending it and so a bookkeeper their job is to help you organize the numbers help you see where money coming in is where come money going out is and getting everything completely dialed in you know having a bookkeeper for me has been a a mental upgrade a business upgrade and a financial upgrade because now you're accountable accountable to somebody more than just yourself and let me tell you if you're doing your finances the same way um You're doing your business finances the same way you're doing your personal finances. You're really going to be struggling a lot because most people, let's be honest, we suck with money. So we have to have systems and processes to to extend beyond what uh, our ability to handle our own finances is. The next thing that I really screwed up is I didn't automate my systems. Man, let me tell you. Automation is one of the most brilliant things when it comes to running a business. And I will tell you if you can automate it, automate it. Because I, you know, did so many things manual that it cost me so much time and energy. Now, there's things you want to be careful about, like your social media automating it. And some platforms, like LinkedIn, hates automation. You know, so be very careful there. But you know, there there's certain things like your email should be automated. Your uh, finances, hundred percent, should be automated. Uh, creating monthly reoccurring revenue, those type of things should be automated. Uh, interaction anywhere that you can look at your business. And automate. You absolutely should. Uh, your operations should be be automated. Your content creation should be automated. You know, you should literally put the systems and processes in place that allows you to automate all the things, so that you can be out front of your business and be working on your business, and let your automations and your systems run the back end of your company. which I truly think your first hire you should ever have in a company is an automation specialist. Somebody that just geeks out on figuring out how to automate stuff. Um, It was a brilliant move for us. The next thing that I did is not enough virtual coffees. I'm going to put a caveat on this. Not enough virtual coffees with the right people. So a virtual coffee is just two people getting to know each other. And uh, for a while in my business, man, I met with anybody that would freaking listen to me. And then I met some amazing and wonderful people. But I had so many of these stupid get to know you conversations and let's be friend type stuff that it cost me a lot of learning. And it took me a number of years to finally figure out what's the point of a virtual coffee. And here it is. A virtual coffee, the point of it is to get introductions, to give them introductions and for you to get introduced to people. Nothing else. There's no reason for all the get to know you stuff. There's no reason for all the chit chat, small talk, all that crap. Let's get in. I, I Look, I don't, I don't care about your company history. I don't care about uh, your business and what you're doing. I just need to know who the hell you need to be introduced to. I'll tell you who I need to be introduced to. And let's get after it. And let's let's be clarify an introduction is two good people go meet a referral is two good people go meet then it sounds like bob meet sally sally meet bob you know sally bob is looking for your services he's excited to talk to you and you know there is a sales conversation attached to it right there's expected to talk about the product or service that's a referral everything else is an introduction So you can make introductions to people all day long. So you've gotta get around people that are proactively trying to grow their business and go have the virtual coffees with these people that understand and the, pa- the power and the impact of growing their network and making the right introductions. Referrals are gonna come from your clients. Introductions, they come from your network. Don't get that home messed up. Quit looking at your network as where you should be getting referrals. Look at your network 100% as the place that you get introductions. And it'll change the dynamics of everything. So what I love about Success Champions, that's our entire world, is we're not trying to get referrals, we're trying to get introductions. We'll go work our clientele to get referrals because honestly, your clients should love you so much that they're willing to open doors and make these introductions for you. So go get a lot of virtual coffees with the right people. Don't just meet with anybody. Go go meet with people that are actually looking to level up and watch that impact. Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking, and I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there. Uh, The next thing that I really screwed up, and this is a a thing that I can still struggle with from time to time, is I took advice from way too many people. And there is so much information out there. There is so much uh, content. Um, I've had to learn to process information from, from multiple sources around a contextual idea. So what I traditionally do now is I will think through something, I will go look and research for the information about that thing, and then I'll look to validate my learnings from it. So I'll I'll try and break this down a little bit. So when it comes to things like AI or uh, marketing, I will think through a process and then I'll go talk to people who are good in this topic, AI, marketing, whatever. And what I'll do is I'll create these kind of theories in my head of things that we should do, things that should move the company forward. And then I'll look for other people to validate my ideas. Now, I can't say this is a foolproof process for me. I, I still freaking will do things based off of my own thoughts and inputs. But I have found that uh, in doing this, I've gotten some really unique feedback Um, and ability to decipher a lot of information. So when you're trying to learn something, you're trying to come up with ideas, try and stay as singularly focused on the stuff as possible. The more singularly focused you get, the better off you're gonna be. Uh, The next thing that I did is I didn't work from a schedule. I can tell you the most successful people in the world run on routines and I don't care the routines. I don't care about your freaking miracle morning. I don't care about um, how, how you do anything. What I care about is the consistency in doing it. And this is a schedule you've got to run off of. If you don't run a schedule of some sort, other people are going to control your time, whether it be meetings, whether it be Uh, bills, whether it be friends, family, whatever. If you don't run a schedule, other people are going to control your time. So... I am huge on routines. and This is my routine. It does not have to be your routine, but I love my mornings to be very consistent. Uh, it allows me to get the day started off right and get all the things going and moving. At the full working farm, right? There's a whole bunch of moving parts on this farm that got to be taken care of. So my morning has to be set to a routine or it disrupts everything in my day. You know, I have set hours in which I'll meet with prospects, referral partners, networking partners, clients Um, i don't have the ability where people can just get on my schedule without me knowing about it type thing right Um, and even if you do get a chance to get on my schedule it's going to fit within my window and my schedule because i know if i don't follow this schedule my day is just going to get disrupted here's the biggest thing i think about routines your business development activities need to be the first thing you do to get off your plate. As the only caveat I'm going to have to your morning is if you don't do your business development activities, your cold outreach, your networking, uh, you know, your your hand raising, social media posting, all that stuff. If you don't do that first thing, then they're not going to get done throughout the rest of the day. Because you know, once the day gets going, everything else is disrupted, and you're going to be in that that schedule of yours, however you're running it. So create a schedule of your life. And I don't care if you freaking time block. I don't care if you, you know, do whatever time saving steps, tracks, whatever you want to do, follow a consistent schedule and it'll be a huge game changer for you. The next thing I did, man, is I said yes to everything, you know, especially year one in business, man, and year one in business, you're a business whore. Period. You're going to do all the things for all the people trying to figure out what the hell your business actually is. And it's a lot. So what I've had to do and what I've had to learn uh, for me is learn the power of actually saying no. Um, I say no to people who aren't a good fit for our company to work with. I say no to speaking at events that don't have my brand and clientele. I say no to collaborations that don't make any sense for our company. You know, I still say yes to a lot of things, but I also understand the power and the respect that comes from actually saying no to people. And I love the closure. And I, I, for me, if there's no closure, that's a form of yes, right? So, so if you don't flat out just tell somebody no, you're not going to do something, that is a form of yes where you're actually being a jackass most times because you're not closing it out for whatever fear, fear that they're going to try and oh, you know, upsell you, cross sell you, overcome objections, whatever. You know, it comes down to you have to get closure. Everybody gets more respect with the more they say no than yes. Um, The next thing that I did uh, is hiring the wrong people and then keeping them for too long. Um, Man, I have met some amazing people along the way. And I took a lot of chances on people who were new in their business and I didn't know that I was going to be their guinea pig. Um, I, I found just a lot of people out there, watched a video, um, they tried some content, they wrapped their head around it, and then they try and go sell that to somebody else. Can't tell you how many marketing firms we've set across from, they're like, ooh, you need a brand strategy and a brand plan, and we'd hire them and we they'd they wanna come in and remodify logos and fonts And we're like, we got that. Let's go build something forward. I'm all for strategy, right? Um, You have to have strategy, but let's do strategy forward. Strategy, you know, that takes what we've already created and built. And let's go to market with that. Let's not go backwards. And everybody, and I think because somebody read a marketing book, they're like, ooh, but we got to do this and we got to do this. No, no, no. Let's move forward. And I, I think that you really need to do due diligence um on the people you do hire. Whether that's that's you know a 1099 type employee, W-2 employee, or a vendor, you know, you need to understand, you know, what they're gonna do for you. And in addition to that, man, you've got to understand what the the goal of that relationship is. So I tell everybody, know what it takes. They need to know what it takes to be successful and they need to know what it takes to be fired. And it's a huge, huge uh, change in plans and, and ideas. They always say hire fast, or excuse me, hire slow, fire fast. And I 100% agree with it because when you hold on to people that you knew you should have fired a long time ago, it costs you a lot more than you know anything else. The next one um, I, I really screwed up was not getting on enough stages and podcasts. I look at it this way and I I love him or hate him. I love using Tony Robbins as an example, because I think he's one of the best in the game at doing this. I ask people all the time, what is Tony Robbins business? And they always come back and they say motivational speaker. And then I flip the script and say, look, Tony supposedly has 101 companies to the tune of $7 billion, right? Then I'll ask them name one of Tony's companies and they never can. And here's the thing. Tony's main job in business is to be the face of his company, to be the brand out front. People buy Tony Robbins and then they get whatever his 101 companies sell. So when you think about it, I had to become the face of the company. I had to put my information out there. I had to put myself in a place to actually win. And in doing so, I've found that it has really led to some dynamic growth and movement forward because it, allowed me to get on more stages, get on more podcast. And by God, if you're not getting on podcast, you're missing on one of the greatest opportunities to network on the planet. Give a shit about the exposure. Go network with people that are doing cool things. Some of my biggest collaborations have come from being guests on podcast. So, but get out there, put your face out there, be the face of your company, I don't give a shit what you sell. In this day and age, it is all about clout. It is all about who is telling your stories and telling others about the things that you're doing and the impact you're having on others. And then the last thing that I did is I confused the marketplace by doing too many things. At one point, I had six companies going, doing different things in different aspects for people. And I think a lot of that comes down to I was trying to convince myself that this was feeding our main line of business. I was trying to, you know, find different ways to come up with revenue. But the truth is, I didn't know what my actual business was. It wasn't until we created the Success Champion Peer Groups that I understood what I should be doing with the company on scale. So so. Get singularly focused on what the business is. And, and, you know, it's going to be business four or five, maybe six before you figure out what your business actually is, but get singularly focused on that business and then do the things to fill that business. For me, that business should be automated, reoccurring monthly revenue coming in and feed the hell out of it. Because the more you you can feed that monthly reoccurring revenue, the more you can buy freedom. So these are the 10 things that I screwed up early on in business. They they, you know, are things I wish somebody would have told me to look at as I was building. I think you're going to find a lot of cool things by wrapping your head around all this. Do me a favor. If you got any advice or tips out of this episode... Take a screenshot of wherever you're listening or watching this. Put it on social media and tag me in it. Uh, it would mean the absolute world to me if I can if I see the tag, I will jump in and I will comment, I will engage. Um, you know, if you're on you know Spotify or YouTube, you know, comment on those posts. Uh, it just helps me know where you're listening, and I want to hear from you. So um, that would be the world to me. So take a screenshot, tag me in it. And I will get there if I see it to make sure I come comment on it. So as always, guys, love you, mean it. I'll see you bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yeah, they just don't want people to know how bad things are, because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So, like me, they don't often reach out for advice, they don't get support, they just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions, so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as success champions.